Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Out of Our Depth podcast, where we are well and truly out of our depth. <laughs> I am your host, Matt. And I'm Liam. And this podcast is all about cars, our life experiences, good stories, and a lot of things we don't understand. We hope you enjoy. Hello there, everybody. Hello. I hope you're all doing well. I've got a cup of coffee. I hope you've got one as well. Uh, I do, yeah. Half, halfway gone already, but uh, hopefully it'll last. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, uh, why don't we tell our listeners about the format of this podcast? Basically, we're here to talk absolute nonsense for about half an hour at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take. So Liam, let's let's start with introducing you. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Right, okay. Um, so um, studying mechanical engineering at university, and I'm a couple of years into a, a graduate scheme in a boring insurance company. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I'm a bit more interesting than that. Um, mm. But I really like cars. I think uh, we both do. That's our shared passion. You know? mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, cars. Formula One. Formula One. Crashing cars. <laughs> For sure. Unreal. But um, why don't you tell us this is what you drive now and uh, maybe some uh, future car aspirations for yourself. Good idea. So uh, I've got a, a BMW 325i at the moment, um, which makes me quite happy. I really like driving that. But um, It's quite sexy, I'll give you that. <laughs> coming up to two years of ownership, uh, I don't know, I've got a little, little bit of money Spare side might switch up to something new. I don't know. I really like rear wheel drive, which kind of mm, messes mm. you around, like limited options, I think, in the UK. Yeah, I think I've thrown some rogue options your way to the car. And this sound, I, I, don't know, I don't know the difference between a 350Z or a 370Z, but I threw one of them your way as like a, a potential, like absolute yeah. death trap of a, <laughs> a rear wheel drive car. Like so expensive, drinks fuel yeah, would course. be absolute hoot. Of course. But your 50% discount insurance, I think, <laughs> makes it all worth it. <laughs> Certainly does. It, it opens up some options, shall we say. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I think I think insurance is definitely a tough time. I think um, just on the topic of engines, I'm actually jealous of your, your straight six, if I have to say it. I think the more I drive my four-cylinder Jeep, the more I wish I had extra two-cylinders. Rather than thinking, hmm, how can I squeeze more power out of this? And rather than just thinking, oh, I have more than enough power, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I think my... They're <laughs> different, very different engines, aren't they? Like, you've got quite an agricultural feel to your like, whole Jeep mm. setup, and then, like, yeah. nice, smooth, silky smooth German mm. saloon. Yeah, I think even just the difference in idling is probably very different. I think <laughs> I mean, like, I you could put a glass of water and it would vibrate itself off my car. Oh, <laughs> break the glass. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think there's a pound coin test you can do for an engine. Yeah, like, rest it on its side, like, yeah. Rolls Royce V12s, it won't even tip over. I, I, that's exactly what I was thinking, and mine definitely wouldn't pass that. It's probably the combination of worn-out parts, motor mounts, and all that, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Still but works, though. It does still work. It does still work. But, um... So, of course, yeah, I, I sent you a message about a, a, a Nissan. It had a V6 in it. Do you... What kind of engine would you want to lean towards, or is that not a consideration for you? It is a little bit, because I think that's a... With a car, that's, like, what's living with you most of the time. Because if you're just cruising around in traffic, you know, you're not really experiencing any, like, the ride or handling characteristics. That's just, so true. Just not going fast <laughs> enough. Whereas, like, if you've got... the clutch. <laughs> yeah. Hit the brakes. <laughs> you've got a nice-sounding engine, like, you know, that's going to entertain you a little bit. But, uh, like... It's a three-liter straight six in the current car. 
and I, I had the thought like not long after I bought it that that might be the like biggest capacity engine I ever own. You ever want or you uh, will be forced into ever owning? Forced into ever owning, I suspect. Because three, 3 is quite big, like in modern standards. You think of turbocharging, everything, you know, like most Indeed. common cars is like two litre. Turbo is pretty powerful. I think, honestly, mate, my, my grandparents, 0.9 litre Clio. <laughs> I mean, um, your parents are 500 two-cylinder, right? Yeah. Oh. And I, I'm not sure what the literage is on that, but... I think it's about 0.9 as well, but yeah, two-cylinder turbo is just... <laughs> it's essentially a lawnmower. <laughs> it shouldn't move, but it's actually quite fast, because it's a nice yeah. small car, but... I suppose, yeah, it doesn't doesn't weigh much either, to be honest. No, and it's more powerful than, there's like a, a 1.2 four-cylinder variant, which is slower. <laughs> I, I, love, I love to speak to the people in the engineering department who, like, I don't know, almost like put this whole plan together. Like, okay, let's have a smaller engine that goes quicker than the bigger one. <laughs> For the big bucks, we're really going to make something off this. Yeah, and then I I, who, who's buying, like, the slower engine? You know, they just, it's like... Me, 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 almost every time I've had the option to buy a bigger engine, I've gone for the smaller one for some reason. Oh. Or an engine that's not even running correctly. Remember my Toyota was running Jesus. off three cylinders we found in the end. I thought it was maybe running off, you know, five, but then after compression testing, it was quite terminal. <laughs> it's like everything in that car was determined to like kill it but it was still running like oh my god yeah that wheel bearing that sounded like yeah. a brick in a washing machine yeah. going off yeah it's... i think that's toyota's though well 90s toyota's i don't want to extend that to new ones because i really don't know yeah i mean especially oh no yours was a honda not a toyota but um toyota engineering yeah so i i don't know it's just unbelievable i think i picked it up maybe like 270,000 Ks and I took it up above 300,000 and it was only on three cylinders <laughs> and I used to drive it up a mountain every single day for work and when I, granted I was in second gear the whole way up but yeah. I, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it but yeah and ultimately it basically gave me carbon monoxide poisoning so it had to get it but yeah I was sitting in the passenger seat and that thinking a little bit lightheaded <laughs> wasn't great yeah I remember we used to um when you when you came to visit, and this is for reference, I used to live out in Canada for a little while. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that into another episode. But uh, Liam comes to visit. We go on this road trip, and this car was so lifted off the ground that corners were almost deadly. Every corner was an event. Like, we're not, but it's not 911 handling or even Liam's BMW handling. It was like it was like, hold on, guys, we're cooking it here. <laughs> uh, Didn't cock a wheel or anything, thankfully. But it was just yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Hmm. felt slightly well, actually, dangerous in all scenarios <laughs> that, that is actually a brilliant way to describe it <laughs> slightly dangerous always fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, su I suppose that's almost my car philosophy if i think about it i think once i moved away from the Renault clio you know i, I think my jeep is def well i think my jeep is slightly less dangerous but still dangerous and also very fun like the, the steering is not really connected we could be going straight we could be turning a corner i don't know but i suppose that's part of like the thrill that i derive from driving Whereas I think you definitely prefer more of a performance experience. Yeah, I, I, I want a car that's interesting to drive as much of the time. <laughs> and I think owning your car or something like it would just annoy me most of the time. Just Of course. Because I've had to do like hour-long commutes to work in a car and just like the engine oh, drone alone yeah. in yours would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I think I definitely 
to be honest, I think I think most people, people listening, everyday people, want either a very easy car experience. Let's just say like a, a golf, yeah, you know, to get themselves around, or something like I could probably see you in a nine eleven at some point. Whereas I'll still be driving some, you know, twenty five year old <laughs> thing with rust holes and and, and an exhaust that's too loud. Yeah, hold together by zip ties and uh, duct tape. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Liam. I um, was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I saw that there's actually zip ties on the Mars. Um, I think it's called the Rover officially, the Mars Rover. Like um, two of them, two of them are on this photo. So it's safe to say that NASA are using zip ties to hold their, you know. Was that how they designed it? Or would like on the launch pad and realized like something wasn't staying where it should be and had to quick engineering <laughs> solution? Could you imagine aborting a launch? No, not aborting a launch for the sake of a zip tie. <laughs> Oh my! But yeah, there's two of them. It holds like some sort of, it's either electrical or optical. I don't know what the cable is. But <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture after this, and okay, maybe okay. the listeners can go have a Google. But if it's good for them, it's good for me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've loosely so, followed it, but like, there's a billion cameras <laughs> on that thing, so it, it wouldn't mm. surprise me if one of them had fallen off and needed mm. some help staying on. You know, I don't know, it's actually an unbelievable thing. There's a lot of content on YouTube about all the stuff that, and design that's gone into this. And they've even sent a drone with it. I think it only has... Solar powered. Like a, like, yeah, it only has, it's, is it like a 40 second flight time? I'm really not sure. But it, it has a very, very, like, you know, small window of flight that it can do. And it takes like, you know, like a full, like, I think Mars week or something. <laughs> stupid <laughs> to charge, but that's bloody cool. Yeah. I just like, Im- Im- imagine being the guy pitching. Why don't we send a drone to Mars? <laughs> I think on the rover. Out. Yeah, oh, yeah, on the rover. So you want to add complication to this already like nigh on impossible task of like flinging something yeah. across the solar system to another planet, and you mm. want a drone on it. Mm. And you could probably believe that the drone costs way more than a house. Oh, everything. Just and it's probably on either size of your laptop. Every single part. Just ridiculous cost. Mm, mm. Speaking of ridiculous cost, Formula One. Formula One. What an amazing transition into oh, overpriced, precision engineered bits. <laughs> uh, well, we both love Formula One. When you go out there and uh, tell the listeners, favorite driver, favorite team, and uh, I don't know, what you love most about it. Okay. Um, favorite driver is probably Sebastian Vettel at the moment. Classic. Because it's a little bit of like faded glory underdog kind of thing, you know. I, I want him to do good again, and he's been struggling at Ferrari, so it, yeah. I, I kind of like that kind of come comeback story. I think everybody does. Um, yeah, of course. Favorite team is McLaren because I um, it's like three four years ago I started watching Formula One and it's just like McLaren was struggling, and again I guess underdog and Fernando Alonso driving there like. <laughs> Because I think there's Baku one year where he's like dragging his car around on three wheels, like the floor dragging on the ground. And he's just about oh, keeping right. control, and it's just like. So yeah. is this still the era where they had Honda engines? Um, I think that was the the first year that they switched to um, Renault. Okay. But, oh yes, I understand that they also they realized that all their problems were not the engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess yeah. you kind of got to do that switch because you've got no idea. Like they're the only team with that Honda engine. Hmm. Mm. So yeah. you've got no like fixed reference point. Mm. It's actually amazing. You, you look at look. I guess 
I wasn't really a viewer of Formula One then, except for when my dad was watching it. You know, I'd go sit on the sofa maybe. But you see Honda now, and you don't believe they could have been so shite, shite in the in the past. No. But I mean, times change, of course. Yeah. Resources, capabilities, understanding. Like they must have had such a steep curve of like, like getting better over these last few years with Red Bull. Mm-hmm. But I suspect like it's a little bit of a kick up the ass, like McLaren getting rid of them. They got to like step up their game. Yeah, it's interesting actually. So, I suppose they chose to withdraw, and then they made a decision to come back. So I'm not. I'm, I guess they probably still had all their facilities. I mean, probably even like a certain amount of staff related to the engine department. So maybe that was their decision to come back. But I don't know. I guess they like they've come and gone from Formula One. Like, I, I, there's so much about this of like why Honda, Honda come and go from Formula One all the time. But it's just mm. it's like kind of on a whim kind of thing. So by that you mean could you expect to see them in maybe five years' time when maybe engines rules change to I think V6 turbos and uh, biofuel is what. Last thing I read. Yeah, they've they've got like weird five points of what they want the new engines to meet and like emotive and stuff like that's in there. But um... emotive. (laughs) Yeah. I suppose with relation to exhaust, no, of course. Yeah. So they can't just have electric cars because there's a reason barely anybody watches Formula E. Yeah, I mean Formula E is a bit of a. I mean, to me, it's it's almost non-existent. I just doesn't interest me at all. I guess partly because I'm not behind any of like the the storyline of it. Like, you know, of drivers, because I know nothing, teams, because I know nothing. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd, I've given it a couple of attempts, and it's... The cars, like, they look slow, and it's because they've got, like, less than half the power, I think, of a Formula 1 car. And then See, the, that's just not exciting. No. And then the, the, the circuits, uh, some of them are on street circuits, but, like, last year, particularly with the pandemic, they were just setting them up in, like airport car parks and stuff so it's just like <laughs> a big flat concrete expanse with like loads of plastic bollards all over the place and like yeah. they've made a track so so for me formula one i guess is an example of i guess they were probably one of the first sports to have a great plan to coming back during you know the pandemic so why did formula e end up doing something so rare? why did they have a meeting saying that i think t- tesco car park's got a lot of space boys <laughs> I, I think it's the city center thing because like Part of their draw is like we race in city centres. Okay. And it, um, yeah. Formula One just didn't go to any of their city races this year because mm. how do you keep people away when you're like right on their doorstep? Yeah, that's very that's very true. I think especially Abu Dhabi, I think it was. Um, you know, they had like yeah. this whole like uh, biosphere, and of course, it's quite manageable really within the compound of um, the racetrack. That is a very good point, but. Uh, I'm not a fan of city races anyway, so if you're saying that there's quite a bit of city racing in Formula E, I don't think that's definitely for me. And I think a lot of people probably feel that way, along yeah. with your points of it looking slow, being boring, there's no sound. No. And it's like, like it's quite like video gamey because they've got like these fan boosts and there's like a, I know, like an overtake. So you can go like away from the apex of a corner sometimes and there's like this strip where you can get more power. And it just feels like... <laughs> Like Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just feels less real, I guess. And just like desperate to like grab your attention. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they, they all have the same car. There's no like uh, team car development, right? Um, from what I understand, although I don't follow it that closely, <laughs> it's that you get the same chassis for everybody. Um, and I think they get the same battery pack, which is provided by McLaren. 
or maybe Williams, but somebody famous. Um, and then like you get to change around the motors and like the software and stuff like that. So, so for example, I could choose to either use like a Tesla motor if I wanted to, or something that I don't know, Porsche is pumping out. I think it's all like race specific design. I think it's like Tesla is involved. Okay. Well, I'm just curious if you could like, you know, like uh, if you're given free reign on the motors, perhaps you could use technology from different manufacturers as you. Oh, for sure. I don't know the exact rules, but like, yeah, Mm. I think that's where the weird nuances come in. Well, Liam, I've had a very sad moment. I've just got to the bottom of my coffee, which usually means (laughs) I'm not awake enough. (laughs) I've got a little bit to go. Mm, indeed but uh hey yeah just just to round this off i think uh to conclude i'm very much behind you with the supporting mclaren yeah uh i i like the members of their team i like their livery despite it being the same this year (laughs) (laughs) i don't really like their drivers which then brings me on to be that daniel ricciardo is my favorite driver of course good personality says yes good time good accent good choice good choice Mm -hmm, behind that yeah which I think also makes a brilliant segue onto my opinion on Formula One reveals. <laughs> oh my word! And it, yeah, yeah, okay, right, I've got everyone on the same page with this one already. <laughs> so I, I, I wrote down a little title. I was, I was, in, I was just lying down, falling asleep last night. I thought of this. So, love the tease, hate the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think essentially behind that is I think, for example. Uh, McLaren, or even even Ferrari, that there's obviously this massive build up. Like, you know, it's like a mega day. They've got their drivers on social media, like like you know, like a whole month out, saying like, <laughs> I do like uh, you know, February fifteenth is the day. We're gonna blow your minds. And okay, cool. They've got a driver interview. It's fine. Uh, Danny Rick has you know come over to McLaren. That's fine. But the the of a car to the exact same livery as last year. You don't get to see any of their developments, which which is fair enough, right? It's that. It's the point of potential competitive advantage. Mm. But I mean, what is there to get from this other than like, okay, well, this was like a good 10 minutes of entertainment. I'm out. <laughs> but but that's, that should be the point of like a reveal because the cars are going to look broadly the same. So you want to see like mm. the technical differences if you're in it for that, or is there going to be a massive livery change? And if you're getting neither of those, then, you know, you just wasted your hour, hour, an hour of your time watching a live stream. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I, indeed, I, indeed. I gave up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the highlights are the way to do it. Oh, for sure. Or just like wait for the pictures to come on Twitter. Yeah, because I mean, even even Alpha. Okay, they revealed a a flipped li- livery, reverse livery. I'm not sure what you like yeah. to call it. But White on top, red on bottom. They had like they had like people flamenco dancing. They had like a bit of an opera going on. <laughs> I know you've got to make it entertaining, but I think it was a bit rogue. <laughs> I mean, they've done crazy things in the past, like Formula One teams. So I guess this year's pretty you know, toned down. Because I think they've, like, mm, McLaren have mm. had Spice Girls and Jamiroquai and... <laughs> what? And they've taken oh, over, like, city centres before to, so, like, show off the cars racing around, which would be pretty now, my cool. question is, why are you wasting your budget on the Spice Girls rather than car development? I think that's why they don't do it anymore. Yeah, okay. I mean, especially if, like, well, I guess McLaren have hit... I mean, it might have been in a more prosperous time where they could blow whatever the, the, the theme of the Spice Girl is. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, like... Williams out of money sold. Parts hmm. of McLaren out of money sold. Building was sold and leased back. I mean, maybe it just reflects like how wasteful that sport can be at times, just for the sake of the show. Yeah. When I think for true fans, they've had some mad times. The, 
Yeah, not that I call me a true fan. I call you more of a true fan than me. Oh, thank you. Mom. But I think that seeing the car in its new iteration is enough. You don't need flamenco dancing, opera. No. Spice Girls. No. Taking over a whole city. <laughs> yeah, you, you get what I'm saying here. Yeah. But um, I guess that also brings us on to Ferrari. And I know I've had several calls of you, like, I think this week, where I've been very, very pissed off that Ferrari are doing a team and kit reveal. Like, okay, yes, we all know the car size is now racing for you. We know Charles Leclerc is still there. Yeah. And we know your kit is red. <laughs> still the same red. Yeah. I think is they got, actually... got rid of the black bits on the shoulders and that's it. That is groundbreaking. Wow. Groundbreaking. <laughs> but it's even one of those things, I think we're going to get to the car reveal, and guess what's going to happen? The, the McLaren model of, oh, safe car. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. all the inter interesting bits around the uh, new regulations this year, mm. like, they've changed it, so, like, there's spy pictures of the McLaren car, the Alpha car, the Alpha Tauri car on track with different, like, noses or, like, different floors. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you're seeing that you think those are fake bits that they've put on to or just like, hide their true development? Yeah, stop gaps, just like simplified versions of everything. Mm, mm. So you can't tell what they're up to or they're still yeah. figuring it out. You know, it's a bit of a strange one. And I suppose here's a good question for you. Do you Would you prefer if they all released their cars, liveries, technical details on the same day? Or do you like this process of like, oh, McLaren have chosen to go first. That's ballsy. You know, Mercedes are inevitably going near the end because they want to hide any sort of you know, development as the as, as the baseline of a sport. What's your opinion on that? Keep, keep it drawn out to some extent. Like, have it on different days. I think that's a good system because, like, there's a long time between, like, the final race of, like, the previous year and the first race of this year. Mm, indeed. But, like, maybe cut some of the ball <clears throat> out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't have I an mean, RTs yeah, can... for the same livery and same car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It really, really gets to me. But, um... Yeah, I think that's Formula One code. I think that's a good introduction to things that really annoy us in the off season. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I think I think I'd like to close. I think it's a good question. What music have you been listening to lately, Liam? Um, that's a great question. Give our audience a recommendation. Ah, <sighs> it's not been a lot. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm more on the podcast kind of thing. Perhaps. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. But like. Um, Talking to podcasts, we're on one. But uh, I just, I, I'd be going for like hour walks a day and just like chuck on a podcast kind of thing and chill out to that. Mm. You know, that's healthy. It, I mean, especially a day like today, it's sunny. You know, you've got to find a, a reason to be outside and then doing something. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, me, me and uh, my housemate, Wanda, we, we literally, yesterday, literally, we went on a drive in the sun to the top of the Jeep. Cool. We played some football in the sun. Cool. We sunbathed. We did. We did like all three sunny day things in like one day. So like, it's how sunny today. What did we do? Wow, <laughs> wasn't even that warm sunbathing. Do you still yeah. have a jumper on? <laughs> yeah, I did have my hoodie on. Wonder was bold enough to take his shirt off, but yeah, you get the point. Yeah. But um, what? So you got okay. You're going on a walk. Uh, let's say after this, what are you putting on podcast wise? Gotta have a look to see. I, I I think I've burned through most of this week, but um, Ooh. I don't know. Um, I think that the race, which is like uh. They cover mostly F1. I think it's 90% of their stuff, but it's supposed to be all forms of racing. So, like, the podcasts have mainly been discussing how stupid um, team reveals have been so far. I think that's what we've been missing, listening to most at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, well, I guess we've reiterated that. So if anyone listening is, of course, equally pissed off 
at the process of team reveals and the sound that my computer fan is making while well, it almost self-destructs. It's about to take off. Yeah, can you hear that? Yeah, it's getting... Wow. I'm, not... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. I think we'll transition to a, an external microphone next time. But I'm, this thing's all, oh, you know, this map looks old, you know, I changed the fan in it now and it's still doing this, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's some good recommendations. Um, yeah, I think I'm much more of a music person than a podcast person myself, actually. I like a good true crime podcast, to be fair. I've yet to get into that, but mm. I can it's a It's a weird one. It's a weird one. But it reflects, like, what Netflix is doing right now. Yeah. You know, that was almost like True Crime has been blowing up and is still booming. It's about, you know, it makes a market for like the Cecil Hotel. I'm yet to watch it, but I've heard good things. You know, just stuff like that. But I think you, you strike me as a behind the glass man as well. I think. A little bit. Perhaps, I tune yeah. in, like, if I think there's a, a bit of UK automotive drama, like with mm. the YouTubers mm. or something, I tune in particularly mm. for that. Yeah, it's it's well it's well covered there. That's for sure. Sure. Hmm. But I think uh... <laughs> you're gonna love this. Okay. So every now and then I go for a phase of uh, '90s hip hop music. I, I think um, Wanda's doing it as well. But I came while I'm studying. I have to listen to something, whether that's you know just monotonous like orchestra music to just like hypnotize me into working. Nice. Because I'm easily distracted. Very easily distracted. Like if I hear a packet of crisps <laughs> across the library, I'm I'm I'm, I'm out of my seat. I'm gonna go see what's going on. Um, <laughs> um, but I came across this wonderful. It's like it's like a 45 minute mix. It's it's just 90s hip hop, but it's lo-fi. <laughs> and it's got everything from Biggie Smalls, Tupac, and all sorts. And I'll I'll throw it in there. But I love me some lo-fi. Yeah, it's oh, yeah right. It's I don't know. It's a great background music, but then you throw in the 90s aspect that you know, the classic beat it all has. I don't know, I just find that I can sit and I can just be locked into this, this dissertation I'm working on for like 45 minutes. And I don't know, I, I highly recommend it actually. I'll drop you a link after this. But Thanks it's fairly easy to find if you just search. 90s hip hop, but it's lo-fi. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. You're well, kids. That was our introductory podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any concluding thoughts, Mr. William Jackson? No, it was a nice discussion. Like, uh, mm. we'll be next time with like uh, maybe a slightly longer, get a topic going. Mm, indeed, I think we should bring in some bring in some themes for each week. Yeah, <laughs> and some guests. We got some guests with some interesting uh, stories, injuries, car histories. You name it. Yeah, <laughs> sketchy, sc- sketchy car histories. Yep, sketchy car histories. But I guess me and you have that as well. So that's always that's a good thing in common. But uh, I'd say thank you for listening, guys. I hope our introduction was a was a good way to get to know us, our personalities, how we converse. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah, see you on the next one, guys. See you next time, guys.